The Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series is brought to you by Holly Wally, the world's first wallet-as-a-service platform. Stay tuned to find out how Holly Wally can help you build your mobile wallet to increase revenue and reduce time to market. If you don't have a bank account, you are now cut off from so many of those financial services that are really critical to establishing wealth, building wealth, raising your station in life. So if you are using you know, your social app of choice and, and you experience a bug, it's annoying, right? But if you are using your, your fintech product of, of choice and you experience a bug, it's scary. And so for us, we have an extremely high bar for quality for making sure that we're, you know, we are a platform that our customers can trust. And these are the kinds of things that I think help make fintech more palatable to customers, right? Knowing that there is a safety net there to protect them and also to regulators to see that uh, companies like us are not just doing, you know, what historical financial institutions have done to catch these problems, but are actually innovating and pushing that forward and being more sophisticated, uh, I I think is something that's going to really help move the space forward. Welcome to the Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series. In this series, we are deep diving into some of the hottest and most pivotal topics in the financial services industry right now, including personalization in financial services, embedded finance, and the mobile payment revolution. Join us as we seek the answers to critical questions such as what does the future hold for the financial services sector and where should we look for the next big disruptive idea. One of the financial services spaces that fintechs are most effectively disrupting is definitely payments. Innovation that is taking place here is making it easier than ever to make payments and get paid, eliminating the need for the clumsy and outdated systems involving IBANs and SWIFT codes that have dominated these processes for far too long. Today we are unpacking the need for this revolution with Andrew Gold. Andrew previously worked for big names like Apple and Coinbase and is now the co-founder and head of engineering at Xena, the UAE's first peer-to-peer payment app. Andrew spoke about the need for fintech innovation, particularly in regions with a large unbanked population, why and how fintechs should partner with traditional financial institutions in this journey, and shared his three key learnings about what customers need to confidently adopt fintech products. I truly hope this is going to be a valuable episode for you and that you're going to find Andrew's wisdom nuggets insightful. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for taking time, man. I know it's busy. Uh, it, it's uh, Building a unicorn takes a lot of time. It, it it really does. They didn't they didn't tell me how much work it would be uh, when I when we, when we got this started. <laughs> Did you tell them I didn't sign up for these guys? <laughs> I mean, I tried, but here we are, two years later. So. You spent some time with Apple, and then uh, spent some time with a company that got acquired by Coinbase. So you uh, worked with all these hot shots uh, <laughs> that are all over the news these days, um, which is not as interesting as the experience gained in some technologies that are becoming more relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Today, and uh, since two years ago, right? Uh, co-founder and head of engineering for Xena. That's right. How is that feeling? It's good. It's good. You know, I always looked at my uh, management in chain in the past and thought I can do that better. So I've, I've really put my money where my mouth is here. Yeah. Uh, and, and so far it's going well. 
Um, we've got uh, a really strong team that I'm, I'm super proud of. They, they make me look really good, uh, yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. I appreciate and, and a really exciting opportunity ahead. No, I think, yeah, the whole space is, is really exciting, especially in this region. I think, um, you know, fintech uh, and in general financial services has been on a, on a, on a rapid growth over the previous couple of years. So, you know, let's, let, let's start off with that. Like what do you think about the current state and uh, what are still the biggest problems that are, that are yet to be solved? Sure, sure. Great question. So definitely fintech has been on a really meteoric rise over the last 10 years globally. But the MENA region uh, has been a little bit behind on the fintech trend. Fortunately, that's changing. Um, I think in, in the last few years, while the fintech scene here in MENA is, is a bit nascent, uh, it's growing. It's, it's, it's really starting to emerge, uh, you know, through a confluence of, of factors, I think, the most critical being the availability of, of regulation for businesses like ours, uh, you know, fintech startups to to operate, to create these kinds of products and and really bring them to market. Uh, so that's very exciting. So, you know, what we're doing, our, our focus is mainly around peer-to-peer payments. Uh, this is a pain point that has been solved in a lot of places in the world, but but in this in this part of the world has not yet um been solved and so that's that's sort of our base case uh is 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 making those really easy we we kind of got to this through just talking to customers in the region uh we had ideas around all sorts of of products but when we talked to customers what they wanted was to be able to pay their friend back really easily and not have to go to the atm or not have to collect an iban and, and log into a banking portal so so that's sort of where we started i think we're seeing a pro- proliferation of a lot of different products and services in the fintech space globally and, and in MENA. I think these trends are setting in things like easy stock investing, making, you know, th- those sorts of uh, equity gains available to the masses, right? Making it something that isn't as complicated as it used to be, uh, which is great. I think we're seeing an emergence of a lot of interesting products in the lending space. Uh, buy now, pay later is is, mm. is a space that's, that's of course, really yeah. hot. Uh, and I think we'll see more emerge around micro lending, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I think we'll see that start to, to really take off. Um, but here in Mina, it's a bit nascent, which I think makes it really exciting for us is that there's just so much opportunity ahead uh, to, to build out so many different great products and experiences. Um, very few people around the world, uh, or a majority still don't have access to banking, right? What are the numbers saying globally? UAE does a pretty good job as far as, um, you know, yeah. having a banked population. I think about 80% of folks here uh, have bank accounts, but more broadly throughout the region, that, that number declines. And of course, if you don't have a bank account, you are now cut off from so many of those financial services that are really critical to establishing wealth, building wealth, raising your station in life, you know, doing those things that, that you want to do. Um, so I think being able to to bring you know, those sorts of financial services that the developed world and that, you know, folks with with privilege enjoy to to everybody uh, is is available now. Right. Because so so often now you can you can uh, bring those financial services to anyone with a smartphone, which pretty much everybody has. I mean, the the um, mobile penetration rates in MENA are in some some geographies above 100 percent. Right. So people have two phones uh, and, yeah. and 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 yet uh, there, there's no reason why every one of those people couldn't have a bank account. No, absolutely. So, but they don't. Right. But they don't. Right. Yeah. So, so what's in the way? 
Yeah, there there are a few barriers of entry. Um, I think one is just trust, right? So so in a lot of places in the world, people distrust uh, traditional financial services, and so that's a big part of it, right? They they there is kind of I think an education gap there, and I think there is also a rightful mistrust that that needs to be corrected. Um, there's also just issues of accessibility, right? So so perhaps you need certain forms of documentation that are not easy for you to get access to, or you need uh, you need a identification card, or you need a minimum balance, right? So unless you have a certain amount of money, the bank will not let you you know save the money that you do have and, and grow the money that you do have. So I think it's it's a it's a confluence of factors, but but certainly just pure access, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 of course you know there's there is that trust of financial institutions that in some place needs needs to change. What are some of the trending technologies, new technologies that are appearing and growing, that are going to increase or help accelerate the process of solving these the, these problems? And, and how would that happen? That's that's what I'm curious to, to, to sort of understand. Yeah, I think one of the obvious ones is, of course, crypto is, is what a lot of folks are, are talking about. And mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, crypto can address some of these gaps that we're seeing, right? So, so crypto is truly permissionless, right? So if I just have a smartphone, I have access to... to store and to trade and and to utilize different different cryptocurrencies without you know any sort of intermediary there but i think really the things that are going to have uh the biggest impact on on you know providing access are some of the less sexy technologies right so i think of course you know just just mobile apps right so so being able to build an experience that you can ship to somebody's phone wherever they are in the world is a core component, right? Mm-hmm. Cloud services, you know, being able to to deploy an application without having to run the physical infrastructure and, and be able to to deliver your application uh, seamlessly, quickly, easily, scalably uh, to to millions of customers is 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 critical for for this kind of stuff. Um, of course, I think you know there are uh, there's a role that machine learning and artificial intelligence also will will mm-hmm. really play in the proliferation of fintech because. A, a major challenge is, of course, um, some of the scarier parts of financial services, which is uh, money laundering, fraud, these sorts of things. And so I'm really encouraged by seeing a lot of uh, startups emerging at the moment that are using um, data and artificial intelligence to help startups like ourselves identify bad actors before they're able to onboard onto the platform or catch them if, mm. if they have mm. slipped through. Uh, and these are the kinds of things that I think help make fintech more palatable to customers, right? Knowing that there is a safety net there to protect them and also to regulators to see that uh, companies like us are not just doing, you know, what historical financial institutions have done to catch these problems, but are actually innovating and pushing that forward and being more sophisticated uh, I, I think is something that's going to really help move the space forward. Are you um, in the in the in the race to capture the market, etc.? Partnering is partnering something that you think is a good idea, and 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 you're sort of support or supportive of, uh, um, or trying like going on your own and building your own stuff in your stack is something that you, you would you would rather go for. You know, it really depends on th- what the partnership is. So. Mm-hmm. For us, when it comes to the technology that we're building, if we can build it in-house, we're going to, right? Because we have, I've 
you know, I'll, I'll toot our horn a little bit. We've assembled a great team of engineers and, and, you know, we've been burned before partnering with other companies, relying on other companies to, to manage parts of our technology. And almost every time we've been disappointed. So if we can build something in house, we're going to do it outside of the technology. Uh, it, there, we have no choice but to partner. It's it's essential. We we absolutely could not do everything ourselves. We are not a bank, right? So so partnering with banks and and other financial institutions, payment gateways, uh, these sorts of entities is is absolutely essential. And then of course we we really want to focus on what is our core experience what what is the core value that we're bringing to customers and if somebody else has a core value that they bring that 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 we may depend on we would we would be open to integrating we like to integrate with vendors that are best in class on things like KYC AML mm-hmm. like i mentioned fraud uh, those sorts of things so that we can focus on the core parts of our product that are really de- delivering the value to customers no yeah absolutely and there is an you know always a popular topic of banks and fintechs, you know, how mm-hmm. do you see the relationship of uh, banks and fintechs evolving over the next years? I think it's, um, it, it can be a really synergistic relationship because what we do is we provide this gorgeous user-friendly interface on top of the traditional services that banks provide. So when we partner with a bank, we're really extending their reach where they are now able to reach and serve many, many more customers uh, without really having to do much at all. Um, definitely, uh, it's, it, it, it can be really synergistic. I think this is something new for a lot of the banks in, in the region, uh, and they are starting to get behind this, which, which I think is, is, is really wise, is, is uh, them doing what they do best in, in, in the financial space and, and letting startups and fintechs do what they do best uh, in the technology space uh, to, to deliver that value. Hey everyone, sorry for jumping in. We'll be back with the rest of the conversation shortly, but I wanted to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, Holly Wally. Within the next two years, 4 billion people will be using digital wallets and the global mobile payments market size is expected to hit US $5.5 billion by 2024. It's more important than ever for financial service providers to offer a digital wallet service to their customers. Enter Hollywally, the world's first wallet-as-a-service platform that allows any financial service provider to build their own digital wallet as efficiently and cost-effectively as possible. Whether you're a fintech, retailer, banking institution, or insurance carrier, Hollywally has all the elements you need to build your own company's ideal digital wallet in a matter of minutes and manage it on an ongoing basis. To find out how Hollywally can increase your customer engagement and revenue or to register for a demo, visit hollywally.com. The link can be found in the show notes of this episode. And now enjoy the rest of this conversation. At the end of the day, it's the race to customers, right? And, yep. and what, what have you learned so far? What mm-hmm. do customers expect? Yeah, great question. So, so there's a few things that we're keeping in mind as, as we build the product, particularly for, for customers in this region. So... Uh, one is I think that the the quality of the product must be very high when you're building fintech. So if you are using you know your social app of choice and, and you experience a bug, it's annoying, right? But if you are using your your fintech product of of choice and you experience a bug, it's scary. And so for us, we have an extremely high bar for quality for making sure that we're you know we are a platform that our customers can trust. Um, another another aspect we're we're taking on is is the social element, right, of payments. Like ultimately, 
money is not something you use in a vacuum, right? You don't, you don't use it by yourself. And so part of the way that we want to differentiate ourselves in the space is really embrace that social element of, you know, friends going out to dinner, splitting the bill, you know, you paying your, your children's tutor or, or you running uh, a small business and, and being able to really easily collect payments from your customers. And, and on that topic, small businesses that did not previously have a good way to collect payments digitally, particularly payments on the internet. Uh, and, and we were able to provide that channel for them. Uh, and I, and, and we believe, you know, if you give somebody the tools that they can use to grow their business, uh, they're going to be a customer for life. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there, there's, there's hardly a better, a better business out there than helping somebody else build their business. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, all right. So talking about Xena, um, a bit more now and unpacking the story, what's the current state of Xena? Uh, what, what's what, what sort of your zero to one yep. and what is your zero to hundred game play? Great question. So, so we started uh, as lean and as scrappy as, as we could, right? Which is so the way to start. You got to, right? We had no choice, right? We, we, we could not hire a bunch of people. We could not afford to wait a long time for a license, etc. So we had to get scrappy. So we figured out a way to basically build an app that would do peer-to-peer payments where we didn't need a license because we didn't hold the money, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were able to get that to market in just a few months after forming the company. And you know what? It didn't work very well. It, it was not a great product. It was not a product that we could really be proud of. But if we had waited to to build a product we were proud of, it would have been too late. So we got something out the door. We got some customers on board. Uh, we understood what was working and what was not working. What would be like one, two, and three key learnings about customers that you learned so far? One is sort of uh, setting a really high bar for customer support and, and, and customer experience, I think is really important with payments. Uh, we, especially being a startup, right? So, so we're not, you know, necessarily a known entity. We don't have a brand reputation to rely on. So for customers to, to trust us, to use our product, I think we have to be really strong in, in making sure that they know that, look, there's people on the other side of this product that are in your corner, right? And that, you know, if, if something, you know, would, it goes wrong, which, you know, we hope doesn't happen. We're, we're here for you. Or if something's confusing or, you know, what, whatever that may be, I think uh, that, that's, that that's really important. I think, um, you know, something else that, that comes to mind is, is I think that a lot of startups uh, overestimate how much attention and how much care uh, customers are going to put into their products. So uh, I think it's really important that uh, startups recognize that, look, like, you know, you're, you're going to have to do a lot of legwork getting people to understand the product uh, to, 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 uh, use it, to adopt it. Uh, you know, I think we all like you open an app and it takes 10 seconds to load and you've closed it by the time the content is there. So I think making sure you keep that user experience really top of mind, recognize that your user doesn't have the same perspective that you do, right? They don't know your product. They don't know how it works. They don't know what it is that you're trying to do and, and continuing to, I think, iterate on it to make sure that that understanding is, is clear, uh, is essential. Um, and I think beyond that, it's, it's important to, you know, I guess it's in the same vein, but really speak your customer's language. So I think that, uh, you see a lot of fintech products out there, a lot of tech products out there in the region generally that you look at them and you would never know that this is a product that is for or from the Middle East, right? They, I think there's a general trend in tech, uh, to conform, right? We all sort of want to look, 
you know, have that kind of slick look. And I think for us, it's really important to be a local product. We, we feel that our customers want a local product, right? They want to, to use something that they understand is, is really targeted for them. Um, and, and so we try to embrace that every, every step of the way uh, when, we, when we design and build our product. It really embrace its, its local roots. I think that's spot on. Last question is, looking in the next five years yeah globally okay we're not talking locally globally and financial services what do you think is that problem that financial services are facing or that is yet going to appear that should be worth uh solving uh that would result then in a in a, in a great company i think it is digital identity and i think that this w- is something that is going to be important in payments and in fintech and and across actually the internet more broadly digital identity is something that people companies organizations have been working to solve since the dawn of the internet mm-hmm. right how do you how do i as as an application as xena as a website know who the person is that's using it right and so i think we have seen a lot of interesting attempts at this mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of you know Uh, in our product and many other products, you know, we, we use technology to scan your ID and, and, and utilize that. But ultimately, a lot of these solutions, A, have a high degree of friction. They have some degree of, of, um, of uh, like uh, inaccuracy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, that it's, it's, it's just that somebody needs to come along and solve this problem. How can I, as a company, know with certainty who is on the other end of it and ideally in a privacy preserving way, right? Because and without having to go through the whole process of two factor authentication, SMSs and all that stuff, right? I think there's that the, 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 what's known as the KYC know your customer process that a lot of financial apps put you through, right? Multiple documents, all this kind of stuff. I, somebody needs to figure out an easy way for whoever I am to, to verify to a website that identity and ideally in a privacy preserving way, right? Because most websites, they don't care what your birthday is. They want to know that you're old enough, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think we're seeing an emergence of some technologies that can address this problem, but we're yet to see a cohesive end-to-end solution. And I guess it's it's a prediction or it's more of a hope that, that somebody will address this problem. There's the tremendous fraud loss that companies incur due to mistaken identity, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you, you, I don't want to quote any specific numbers, but you know, these big exchanges are losing millions of dollars a month to, 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 this, sort of, to this sort of fraud. Yeah, and I think that it's 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 going to be key for the crypto world that is sort of operating in a vacuum to interface with the traditional financial system that, of course, has been around for eternity, mm-hmm. right? And I think for those two systems to really merge seamlessly, we're going to have to have an easy way to to safely identify people on the internet. 100%. Andrew, thanks a lot for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. Sharing fun. your insights and energy with uh, our audience and uh, good luck with Xena. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks so much. Guys, thanks for staying until the end and tuning in to another episode. Stay tuned. There is another one coming out really shortly with another amazing change maker. Take care, everyone. <laughs>